Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk about heroes and video games, trailers, movies, comic books, TV shows. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. My name is Andy. And I'm Cody. And Halloween is nearly here. We're just days away from tricking, treating, and we're already well into pumpkin carving. And so, in the spirit of Halloween, on today's episode, we are going to talk heroes and top five deaths. Now, typically with a top five episode, we go through our top five favorites of the you know of the topic of the sure conversation piece but because we're talking about top five deaths that, that, that might be a little weird yeah it's a little weird so today we're going to be talking about the top five deaths that hit us hard the hardest emotionally and we're opening the floor to any movie video game comic book anything whether it's geek culture or not we're opening the floor for that so we do want to say that there is potential spoilers for any genre of of things, and we will do our best to let you know heads up whether if it's a spoiler alert for a book or a movie or what season of a show it's in and stuff like that. Yeah, and for today on this episode, we actually have a new voice, a new person to add on to the Heroes and team, and so I have the pleasure of introducing to you guys our good friend Tim. T.O. <laughs> Old Donald. What up? Yeah, man. What's up, dude? You know, I'm just hanging in there. Okay. All right. So uh, typically when we have a guest on this show, we like to ask them a few questions. That way our listeners can get to know you a little yeah, bit more. They just, you know, that way, I mean, we know you. Yeah. But that way they know you. And so okay. we have a couple just, you know, questions. Again, no pressure. But the first one is Daryl. You know who Daryl is, right? Walking, Walking Dead. dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. From Zombieland. Yes. Okay, Woody Harrelson. Yes. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Uh, so. And again, the first two questions, they're kind of Halloween theme or yeah. whatever. So, you know, usually we ask Batman or Superman. But for this one, we just went with two, like, zombie killers. I you got know? you. Like, I do, really I do like the show killers. Walking Dead. And if I was going to pick one to kill zombies with, it would definitely be Daryl. Okay. I mean, the guy's got... Uh, dead on shot yeah. with that crossbow and that's a silent killer you're not going to attract any attention i mean yeah. you're good the other guy he's a he's a loose cannon i don't know what he's gonna do <laughs> he just wants his twinkies yeah bro. he's crazy <laughs> and he's not a big fan of coconut <laughs> i'm not a big fan it's of just coconut. the texture now. it's a texture <laughs> all right so you're going daryl yeah definitely daryl all right all right uh i have a question for you tim this one's a little odd of mm-hmm. a question trying again stick with the halloween theme this one might be a stretch but okay Tim, how much money would it take for you to camp out at a cemetery for a weekend? How much money, you know, someone comes to you and says, you know, there's a blank check. I got a blank check right Mm. here, Tim. How long, how much money would it take for you to camp out, obviously overnight for this, you know, span of a weekend at a cemetery? That is pretty creepy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get creeped out too easily, though. So probably, honestly, it wouldn't take too much. Like, I could sit here and be like, well, how much could I get? But... (laughs) I'm being totally honest, probably like if someone's like, I'll give you $500 to go camp out this cemetery, I'd, All right, I'd so do it. So if you're listening, <laughs> make checks payable to Heroes and and we will get Tim to camp out exactly. the cemetery. And we'll GoPro the whole thing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Cody, you want to ask him the last question, man? Yeah. And this one is breaking out of the Halloween theme. And this yeah. is just a, a Heroes and question. So. If you could have coffee with any character from movies, TV, comic books, video games, etc., who would it be? Hmm. 
I like that. There's a lot of different options that you can have. I mean, kind of one of my favorite characters throughout geekdom would be Professor X. Nice. Okay. Dude's a genius. Wouldn't <laughs> yes. mind picking his brain. Yes. Especially since I wouldn't even have to ask the question. He could just read my mind. <laughs> you wouldn't even so have to I'd talk. just be sitting there sipping my coffee and just be like, yes, Tim, this is how that is. He wouldn't even have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We wouldn't even have to you're, talk. Just, you're just two guys sitting in a coffee shop. <laughs> we could just, yeah, we just go and, and like watch a movie or something That's and I'll just good. communicate the whole time. That's really good. I'm really good at multitasking, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's really really good that that's a really good answer and response to that question i'm not gonna lie all right so um that's tim a little bit of tim for you guys the listeners uh but let's jump into the top five all right so um there's no particular order to this you know it's not like we're ranking them one through five or, mm-hmm. or anything so again that might be weird yeah, <laughs> a little yeah more for, this, for this one yeah exactly uh so for all right so tim since you're our guest i'm just gonna you're always gonna go first you're always gonna introduce uh you know the new death that we're talking about so tim which you know you have five there which is your first one that hit you really hard emotionally right. when this person passed now when i first thought about uh this top five and uh, this is for uh, star wars return of the jedi for okay. the spoiler mm-hmm. was yoda yeah okay, that's my dude he's the ultimate warrior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't know I don't know if you guys have seen episode two i'm sure you have yeah, yeah. but dude went off <laughs> yes, <he did. laughs> it was the greatest dude. <laughs> it was the greatest so when i saw that in the theaters i was i was so happy but when he did die it was it was very sad the actual scene is is pretty crucial i mean because he's confirming luke's dad is darth vader yeah so you got that emotional thing going on He's the last remaining Jedi is what he's telling Luke. Yeah. And so it's like it's now it's all on Luke and he's he's kind of like this young kid and so he, he's not even really fully trained as Right, a Jedi. exactly. And yeah. he's telling him it's like well now it's on you and he's telling him he's got to uh, restock the ranks of the Jedi order and he's just like I I don't even know if I'm ready yet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then with his dying breath he's telling him that there's another Skywalker. <laughs> and I'm so like, sick. so there's just so many emotions where yeah. you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? And then he's gone. He's just, he's dead. But I don't know if you learned anything from Sandlot or if you saw the end of the movie. <laughs> Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yes, and that's, that's Yoda. <laughs> and that's Yoda. The man disappeared. <laughs> Comes back later as like a ghost or something. I don't yeah. know what that is. Yes, but there he is, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that I mean, there is a lot happening in that in that scene there, and so. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, emotionally you're like curious about this other Skywalker because you're not really, you don't really know, you know, anything up, up to that point. But your mind's being blown by the fact that Darth Vader is mm-hmm. Luke's father. The yeah, whole, it's, like, it's a confir- multi-layer. Confirming that the whole time. Yep. There is definitely a whole lot there. Yeah. That's to a process, big... like poor Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No pressure. He already lost his parents. Yeah. He lost his, his aunt and uncle who were taking care of him. Now this is his only his parent figure. Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in his life is gone. All right, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one to start us off. All right, Cody, how about you, man? My first one comes from Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, the Order of the Phoenix. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the Order of the Phoenix movie or read the book, there's a spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, and it is the death of Sirius Black. Gotcha. Sirius Black is Harry's grandfather or godfather, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it hit hard for me emotionally, more so in the books than the movie, is because when he dies... Uh, it, the way it describes it in the books, it doesn't really, and even in the movie, it doesn't really give a whole lot of explanation as to as to what happens. Essentially, there's like this archway, and he kind of just falls through it. Yeah. And essentially, uh, what the way it's implied is that on the other side of that is 
whatever's the next life. And so he falls through and there's nothing that they can do because once you go through that archway, you know, there's no, there is no coming back. And so the reason it hit hard for me emotionally was because one, this is the first relationship, like, you know, father, kind of father-son relationship that Harry's had, really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and as far as a good one. And Harry had plans to live with Sirius and everything like that. And then so Harry gets that taken away from him. But also just a kind of, it feels like a Trump or, you know, like a an easy out kind of, or I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word necessarily. But it, it seems kind of cheap that he just dies that way yeah. rather than dying from, you know, like. Uh, a fight with another wizard or a fight with a death eater or something like that. Yeah. Or like maybe like trying to sacrifice himself for right. someone yeah, else. Yeah. Sacrificing like himself for Harry or for one of the other, you know, one of the other uh, Dumbledore's army and such. Yeah. So. All right, yeah. man. Yeah. Did you, obviously you read that. Did you read the book first? Yeah. I, okay. I read all the books growing up. So I read the book that before I, you know, before I saw it in the movie, which I think that may be why I kind of think of it as one of my top fives. Is because some, somehow reading the book, it was it was a lot more real, uh, and I feel like they didn't get they didn't really have time to play that out on screen uh, gotcha. as much as they could have. Yeah, and actually, it was you, Cody, that pointed out to me that um, the actor who's playing uh, Sirius, right? That uh, Sirius, yeah, dark, uh, black, right? Is um, is actually the same actor who plays Commissioner Gordon, and yeah. so. I didn't know that. I was like, that's awesome. Like, I love that guy. And so, I mean, my Batman, you know, the Batman yeah. fan in me was excited <laughs> because of that. That's all. That's all I got. Uh, um, all right, man. So that's your first one? Yeah. All right, man. Uh, for me, it's a comic book uh, related death. It's actually both in the comic book and in a movie. It's in in the movie. It's Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, and the death is of Gwen Stacy. I... Um, and now we kind of dog a little bit. We dog on Amazing we, Spider-Man Two on the podcast. We we're not the biggest fans of it. It didn't live up to a whole lot of the expectations that we had on it. Right. Um, but I think one of the strongest points and parts of that movie was actually the love story between Gwen and and Peter, um, and it really carried on from the first one too. So you know there was a really good foundation to that relationship. We were able to see it uh, over a span of time, and so in the second movie. Um, actually right before she actually dies, it kind of looks like they're going to stay together or they're going to go travel. Or I, I can't remember exactly who, you know, yeah. the, the setup, but they were going to be good. Um, and then the green goblin goblin comes into the, comes into play. And like in the movies, he's the one, like, like in the comics, excuse me, you know, he is the one that, that kills her. Um, so they got that right in the movie portrayal. Um, but yeah, there's, um, he essentially, he, Green Goblin like throws her off the you know the edge of a cliff or edge of, in the movie it's you know in the with the clock tower, mm-hmm. um, and what we see is Peter Parker Spider Man trying to save her and actually he doesn't make it. It's kind of yeah. creepy because because of his web in the comics and also in the movie he kind of kills her because of. The web, like him catching her, um, it kind of like in the comics, you kind of see like there's like a crack, because almost like alluding that he's the one because of the web, it like breaks her fall like too fast or too immediate. And so it kind of breaks her neck, not to be too Cancels graphic. Out the momentum too yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. And in the movie, I think it looks, it happens really quick, but it looks like because of the web, 
she bangs her head really hard on the floor. And yeah, so, she hits the ground pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. So even with the web, like it just the timing didn't work out, and so it's really messed up. So you, and obviously, it's all the Green Goblin's fault. Like it's, right. no one thinks Peter, you know, Peter Parker. Yeah, was I mean, he's trying to save her. Yeah, yeah. No one thinks that he's the one that killed her, but it is a little like it. It just sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like you weren't able to save your your girl. Like I can't even imagine um, being in that situation. So. In the movie, man, again, that's probably the strongest thing that is going for that movie. And so to see that loss, to see that death really hit hard, for and me I, at least. I think in that, what, what adds to the the severity of the death is that the goblin's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Like, as all yeah. of that is happening, yeah. the gob- you hear the goblin just laughing in the background. Which... Guy's a sociopath, man. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a little crazy. And, like, it kind of just points, like, how big of a, of a feud and, like, that you know between spider-man and the green goblin like that is like you know arguably it's like batman and joker you you can say say that it's really spider-man and and green goblin like they're almost up to that same level as the batman and joker yeah i really like that one arlene when we watched that together not too few weeks ago she actually was kind of crying when that happened because like you could kind of tell when she hit like arlene was like what what yeah yeah. (laughs) like she was freaking out a little bit dude because you're not expecting i mean it it's pretty like it's pretty dark. Yeah, like, the and, way they for do those that. of us that or for people that may not know the comic necessarily or know that that's typically you know that's in Gwen Stacy's storyline that you know that's really can come as a shock like right. that they would kill off a character like that and, in and, a movie. Yeah, and and like yeah, if not knowing the comic book history, it doesn't it doesn't happen too often in comic book movies that the girl dies right you know what i'm saying if anything the, the hero saves, saves it. Her. yeah so like to really see that play out in movies and not know like that's what's in store for them you know i i got like with amazing spider-man i didn't see it in the movie theaters um i saw it when it came out on dvd but a lot of people who saw it in movie theaters and didn't know that gwen stacy was gonna die like i knew like oh, yeah this is it like this is where she dies uh, a lot of people were like hit hard by it, kind of like Arlene, like your yeah. wife, like you know they they didn't see it coming. So for my first death, it's um, Gwen Stacy and Amazing Spider-Man two. So, all right, Tim. So let's go with your second. Okay, my death. number two uh, is from the TV show The Walking Dead. Now this is season three. It's uh, Lori Grimes. Okay, so that's obviously the main character, one of the main character, Rick yeah. Grimes's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got their kid Carl there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of dark in that sense uh, because of what has to happen with Carl having to take care of the situation, and so uh, him having to do that obviously is going to change him and make him grow up a lot quicker. Sure. And in the world that they already live in, it's already so harsh on that aspect of life, and so uh, he kind of becomes a man at that point because he has to do what he has to do. And then when she's gone and Rick just kind of goes nuts, like, really, it's not necessarily that her death hits me hard emotionally, (laughs) but my dude Rick goes nuts. And I'm like, Rick, what's wrong, dude? It's going to be okay, bro. Daryl, help him out. Come on. So, yeah, that was... Somebody give him a hug. (laughs) It was tough, dude. He was going nuts for a while. Now, I never, again, I've only seen the first season of that, of that show and a little bit of season two, but... This what can I get again? It may be graphic, it may be kind of dark, but mm-hmm. is there what's the context of it? Is it well, just a zombie attack kind of a thing? Is there? Uh, if I remember exactly accurately, she's pregnant, but right, she had the kid. So she's pregnant at the time, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially what, what kind of happens is the prison, they're living in the prison at yeah. this point, and the mm-hmm. prison is getting attacked by zombies uh, while they're living there. And she gets cornered in a room with Maggie, uh, who's Herschel's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember her from season two, I'm not sure. Uh, but then, so we see her, Lori, Maggie, and Carl get cornered in a room. And at that moment is when the, you know, when she starts to go into labor, ultimately. Yeah, and so right. they don't have any supplies. There, there's no way that they can be prepared for, you know, prepared to give birth. Like, they, they know how, but they don't have anything with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that they need. And so uh, she they start to try to deliver the baby there, uh, but ultimately there's complications right. and she starts bleeding. And so they have to, she decides that she wants Maggie to save the baby at the cost of her own life. Right. And that ultimately she she dies there with yeah. you know with Carl with her son right you know just feet away. Okay. And they Maggie and Maggie turns to leave but Carl says or Carl decides that he can't leave his mother to become a zombie. Right. And so so he has to pull the so, trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my like, gosh. Luckily okay. like Ben Lang's like show yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they show him walk like here you hear the shot and he walks out with his totally grim face and yeah. you're like oh crap that yeah. stinks. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy, just yeah. imagining being in that position, yeah. like with with my mom, with any of us, yeah, with our mom, like that would that's just like especially yeah. for a kid, like yeah. to face would be. Yeah, Tio, check you out, man. Bring out the the multi layered deaths, <laughs> man. You got Yoda, man. You got you got you had this girl now, you know, sons involved. Holy, holy smokes. Okay, um, so that's your number two. That's number two. All right, man. So Andy, I'll let you go first. For, okay, for number two, what is your number two? Uh, mine is from a comic book as well, an, another comic book death, um, but it's also in a DC animated movie called Batman Under the Red Hood. And so my second death is actually a Robin, the, the second Robin, uh, Jason Todd. Why this hit me emotionally as hard as it did is because it, we see the Joker. Usually the Joker, what, how we see the Joker, he's just, he's crazy. He's mad. He's doing things, you know, he has a scheme, he has a plan. But in this, uh, in the comic book and also in the movie, he's really violent. We usually don't see that side of the Joker too much, is you know, that that violent side. And so um, he has he has Robin tied up. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's tied up um, on a, uh, to a chair and he is just beating up Robin mm-hmm. with a crowbar. He's just beating him up with a crowbar, and um, and then he has a bomb that you see in the comics. If you're reading the issue, it's just counting down, you know, throughout the whole thing. And um, and then Batman is trying. To, he's not in that same building. Like he's not where Robin and all this is happening. So he's trying to get there as fast as he can. But then he he doesn't get there in time, and the whole building blows up. Um, and in the comics, you see him having to carry the lifeless body of Robin. Like you see him having to carry him in his arms. Mm. Um, and it just, it, it just hit, honestly, even though that happened years ago, um, that, that storyline and that the effects of that is, is every now and then still comes up in, you know, a Batman comic or, which is really cool. Like the, not really cool cause he died, but the effects of that is still, you know, tens of years later, you know, this happened so long ago in the comics, mm-hmm. it's still kind of playing out. Um, and so, yeah, to see that it was really brutal, and you never see that side of the Joker too often. Um, and in the comics, actually, here's a twi- here's the weird thing to it. I know we we didn't want to go into like 
down the weird, you know, lane or aisle, you know, but DC at the time when they were, <laughs> when they were re- like launching these comics, um, they actually put it out for the fans to vote because um, they were going to kill off a character. So the way the fans voted, and, who would die? And yeah, and the fans were the ones that voted for Robin to die, which Jeez. is really, which is really like, really twisted. I don't know why. <laughs> what was I, the other character? I, I, can't, yeah, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't. I, I honestly, I really can't. Um, I can look it up quickly, but I, I yeah, I can't remember. But um, but it's really weird. So like this major character, Robin. Like this is Robin. Like granted, it was his second Robin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. He died because the fans voted, like voted for it. So brutal. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal. Um, so yeah, so that's my number two, uh, Jason Todd. My number two comes from a western movie. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. It goes by the name, or it's titled Three Ten to Yuma. Okay, never saw it. Tim, so, did you see it? I did see it. It's okay. been a while since I did see it. Okay, okay. Uh, so spoiler alert for Three Ten to Yuma mm-hmm. uh, out there, but. In in this movie, uh, let me just kind of paint a little picture for you, Andy. Okay, paint away, man. It's, I like this. It's it's a western again, and okay. so it's coming. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, if I remember right, it's just shortly after uh, Civil War, and and such. So to where people that fought in the Civil War are still living, and so okay. we see Christian Bale's character, uh, Batman. Batman. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Batman. Uh, he okay. is. He fought in the Civil War, and events in the Civil War. Uh, made his leg, made him have a limp leg. So okay. he kind of he walks with a limp and things like that. And so that's who we, we have. That's one of our main players. We have Christian Bale, character named Dan Evans, okay. and we also have Russell Crowe's character, uh, who is a bank robber. Uh, you know, he steals things ultimately. Yes. That's Superman's dad. That's Superman's dad. Yes, <laughs> right. Okay. I'm following. <laughs> you picking up what I'm putting down? Yes, yes. And yes. so we see that he, that Russell Crowe's character, ultimately gets captured. Uh, in Christian Bale's town, essentially. Okay. And the sheriff needs people to accompany him with Russell Crowe's character to the, catch the 310 to Yuma, which is the three the 310 meaning a train that's going to leave Yuma, which is a city uh, that's, you know, about, I think it's a, like two days of a, of a horse ride uh, from them. So we see that Christian Bale in, as, goes along with him because... His son doesn't respect him ultimately mm-hmm. because he's because his dad walks with a limp. So we see that they, you know, Russell Crowe and Christian Bale, they go off with the sheriff. You know, ultimately they get to the they get to the Yuma. They get to Yuma, and Dan Evans, Christian Bale's character, gets Russell Crowe on the train, and then Russell Crowe's gang guns him down. Okay, essentially is yeah. what happens. It, yeah, in, right at right as he gets him on the train, and his son like. Uh, Christian Bale's son is there and he sees this all happening and for me I, th- I think it's emotional it's emotionally just because to me it's like it's almost like Batman died right. because Christian Bale <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale's there just getting yeah. shot but I think I think it's it hit me hard it's, it hit me hard emotionally because we see that Christian Bale he did this to prove to his son that despite his his physical injury he's still able you know he's he's still able to be a hero kind of and yeah. so uh, and the develop the relationship that he develops with Russell Crowe's character in that is really cool. Just from them spending a couple of days together, and Russell Crowe being able to relate to him a little bit. So, but yeah, it definitely hit me hit me right in the feels with that one. And I think <laughs> the other the other reason I other thing I think of with this one is my grandpa. But like prior to me seeing this movie, 
he always told me it was a great movie, and I always told him that I Am Legend was a great movie. Okay. So then when Will Smith dies at the end of I Am Legend, and he saw that, he was like, it can't be a great movie if Will Smith dies. Yes. And then we see this movie, <laughs> and we see this movie, and he's like, and I'm like, it can't be a great movie if Christian Bale dies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. But yeah, so 310 to Yuma, bet you never thought you would hear a Western no, up on, you're, you're right. <laughs> brought I, up I, on Heroes Ant. No, I never, I never thought that was going to be the case. <laughs> Side note, on the, the the whole voting for Robin to die, it was actually just a poll uh, whether or not to kill him or to keep him alive. So it wasn't actually, you know, he wasn't put up against another character to Jeez. die. And so the, the, the margin was actually 5,343 voted to kill him versus 5,271 to keep him alive. So it was 70, close, 72 man. votes was w- what, you know, swung it the other way to him dying. And so, yeah, that's how that's how he dies. Yeah, man. That's crazy. 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 All right, Tim, uh, you're up again. What's your number three on the top five deaths? All right, you? my number three is from Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. And it's, it's a little bit, one. yeah, that's the second movie. The second right. movie so uh-huh. more recent, it's a little bit uh, different than the other deaths. This one's kind of more special because uh, Quicksilver, yes, uh, he sees Hawkeye mm-hmm. running. They're you know they're all trying to get off the uh, hovering city city <laughs> that's going up and up and up, and they got to get all the people off onto the hover carrier, yeah, and the helicarrier, and then they get everyone finally onto the transports, and then there's like one little kid, like this mom's like screaming, yeah. So like you hear a mom like she screaming fr- for her kid, like you're already, <laughs> you're, I'll let you finish, but she frustrates. Me. So this mom screaming for her kid, you're already like, oh my gosh. There's a kid in trouble. And Hawkeye, <laughs> Hawkeye just turns around and like, kind of rolls his eyes. Like, a little I gotta bit. go do this? Like, really? Hawkeye, get over there. <laughs> so he like he like runs over there. He gets the kid. And then all of a sudden, this Quinjet comes out of nowhere. Yeah. and uh, It's Ultron. It's actually Ultron. The one, the it's pilot. flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right. And then so you just kind of start start slow motioning. You know, the 50 caliber bullets just doosh, 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 just hitting closer and closer. Straight, yeah, running straight up towards Hawkeye. Yep, like yep. Ultron's and then and like he doesn't around. have like super. He doesn't have any armor on. No, I mean, he's Hawkeye. You know, so Quicksilver sees that, and without even hesitating or rolling his eyes, <laughs> <laughs> he runs over there. And then the scene, you know, just shows Hawkeye covering the kid up. Yeah. And then kind of like a shadow behind him. And then, you know, the bullets go past him, you know, because it's a jet. So it's flying forward. And then slow motion stops. Hawkeye turns around. He's okay. The kid's okay. And then you see Quicksilver there with just bullet holes all over him. Yeah, man. And he says something like, I bet you didn't see that one coming or yeah. something. Just Which kind of a little a pl- back and forth yeah, between like Quicksilver. Yeah, that he had yeah. With, yeah. with Hawkeye earlier. And so, like, the fact that it was such a sacrifice, like, he, it wasn't like something like, I'm going to try to go save this guy. He knew he was going to die. Yeah, yeah. When when he saw what was happening, he ran over there the whole time knowing he's going to die and then just it didn't discourage him at what whatsoever. So yeah. he he just completely he went put over his there life. with his just to get in the way. That's right. He, he knew, yeah, he, he knew, knew it was like going to happen mm-hmm. and he he didn't care. He just yeah. completely sacrificed his life for someone else. Yeah. The I just actually rewatched it. You know, it just came out recently on DVD and it was all released and stuff. And I was watching it and Every time I watch the movie, I get annoyed at that mother. Yeah. I, you, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you lose yeah. track of your Why are son? you on yeah. the hovercraft and your kid's over there? Like, you didn't know he was there? Yeah. And then the second thing that you said, too, which is very true, and it makes me laugh inside a little bit every time I see it, is he kind of, Hawkeye, he kind of does roll his yeah. eyes a little bit. Because he's probably thinking the same thing we're thinking, like, uh, where's your kid? You don't have your kid? You have, like, 10 other kids you have to look after, and you lost the one? I get it then. But no, you have the one kid. 
Seriously? Exactly. So he's like, he kind of, because he's, he gets her and he's like, he has a seat. And so he's like, he thinks his job is done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, then, he doesn't even have his bow on or any, nothing, anything right. anymore. Yeah, he's he's he, just in his, you know, just in normal his gear. And he thinks, yeah. you know, mission complete kind of a thing. He's like, I got to go mm-hmm. save this kid. But yeah, man, that. That did like I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I Cody, you and you. Yeah, you, you I, I definitely didn't see it coming, and I, I appreciate. I appreciated that Marvel stuck to their guns right. uh, with that because you know what we'd seen in Marvel movies up to that point is character dies. Or you think they're dead in the movie, and they're not really dead. Yeah. Yep. And so for yes. them to be saying, "Yeah, Quicksilver, like he He's sacrificed himself," yeah. is yeah. uh is a it's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, and we also we didn't know who was going to die. We thought. Someone has to die. Like I didn't know anyone was gonna die. Really? Yeah. So I, like when I saw it, I was blown away. Okay. So I really had no idea what was, what I, was gonna happen. I feel like I felt because no one really died in the first Avengers. I kind of suspected. Okay, someone's gonna die in the second one. I don't know why. Like it's not like it's a formula necessarily, but I just thought there has to be a heavy loss. Yeah. You know, in the in the second one. So yeah, man, that's that's a great uh, pick. So number three again was Quicksilver. Yeah. Age of Ultron. I like it. Okay. Cody, how about you, man? What's your number three? For my next one, I'm going to turn to The Walking Dead. Okay. But not the comics or the show. I'm going to turn to The Walking Dead game. Okay. All uh, right. Season, they've come out with two seasons of this of this game. And so this one, this death comes from Walking Dead season one mm-hmm. uh, of the game by Telltale uh, as the developer. So in in that, we you play as a character named Lee Everett. And the game ultimately focuses on... Uh, Lee and this girl that he meets uh, named Clementine, uh, but my character, the death that I'm I'm going to mention is a character named Duck. Okay, and so it's the son. Duck is the son of two characters that you also meet um, named Kenny and Katja. Okay, and we see that Duck he gets bitten by a zombie, and so he's a kid mm-hmm. again. And he's probably he's probably no more than ten, and in that we see him. You know, he's sick. He's developing all the symptoms, running the fever and everything. And ultimately you see Kenny and Katja struggling with, you know, with what happens next. And I would imagine, you know, with that even being difficult for a son to a a parent, that would be amplified, I feel like, from a parent to a son. And so you ultimately, because of the way the game's set up, you have a choice to whether or not you say, Kenny, you need to do this. You 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 need to put him down or I'll do it. You know, however it plays out, but the fact that it was a kid, I think, is what makes it like so hit so hit so much harder emotionally. Yeah, uh, compared yeah. to you know, because up up until that point in the movies, or I mean, I'm sorry, in the show, in comics, in the game, we hadn't really seen any walking or any zombie kids, but for that, like, it was definitely definitely hit it. Yeah. yeah, that that Walking Dead franchise doesn't uh, pull they, any punches. No, they, no, they don't. <laughs> they they push the boundary. Yeah, yeah man. Sure. They, there's a anyone is at, at risk of just yeah losing it and gone. You know. Uh, so your number three came comes from the Walking Dead. Yeah. Video game. Duck. Gotcha. Uh, I think uh, I think I'm up now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my number three, um, this one's gonna surprise you guys. This one's from a. A uh, a war movie, a history movie. Okay. Um, it's from a little movie uh, called Pearl Harbor. Oof. I don't know if you guys seen that. Uh, ben Affleck, Batman. Yes, <laughs> Ben Affleck, new Batman. <laughs> exactly. Well, the old one died. So. Yeah, the old one died. <laughs> exactly. In the West. Um, what? <laughs> so it uh, has Ben Affleck, but it also has uh, an actor also in it, Josh Hartnett. 
And his character in the movie is called, his name is Danny. And so my number three pick for top five that is actually Danny in this movie. Um, I don't know if you guys if you guys saw this movie or I seen have. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the premise, obviously, it's Pearl Harbor. So, you know, the attack of Pearl Harbor. And then there's a group of, you know, fighter, um, pilot fi- fighters that they go to kind of do a, a quick tack uh, to Japan. And it's these, you know, these two pilots are have been best friends you know since they were young since they were kids and mm-hmm. um there's a there's a weird tr- love love, love triangle, triangle there. in there you know yeah. you kind of have to have a love tri- a love story in the in the movie so there's to a, get his wives to go see their yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I know. um but there's a weird love triangle story in there but um essentially what happens is um they, they don't have enough fuel to, to land in china right. you know they they attack japan they they um and now they're they're pretty much for the coast is clear and they're trying. Now their biggest issue is they might not have enough fuel to land in China, but they do. They kind of do like an emergency landing. Um, but they realize that there are some uh, Japanese soldiers on, you know, on ch- China ground. Right. And so they're not in the clear yet. And so they kind of mm-hmm. just do this emergency landing. Um, and then in the midst of all of that, in the midst of trying to fight off on, on foot now, these soldiers, Danny, you know, the actor is, again, Josh Hartnett. He takes a shot, uh, you know, the bullet of really for his buddy, for Ben Affleck's character. And that, just, I don't, again, I, I wasn't expecting it. I remember watching that movie when I was in middle school, I think I was. Like, I was in maybe around that time, middle school or maybe early high school. I can't remember, but um, I remember it. That's such a good movie. Dude. It's a good movie. Like, the premise, like, it, I think I haven't seen it again in a while, but it's a pretty decent storyline the effects are really good mm-hmm. uh, but the storyline you're really you're pulling for these two guys like they're you know they've been best friends for years since yeah. they were young and so to see one sacrifice um himself for the other really right. was huge and so um that one hit and then not to get too emotional but in the again that whole love triangle thing yeah. you know the girl that they were both kind of pursuing and they both had a thing for she's 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 pregnant uh, at the time and actually yeah, before they leave yeah they, before you leave she's pregnant with with danny's son um you know and ben affleck's character is telling him like hey you can't die you're gonna be a dad like you you can't you gotta live to see your son right and then he tells him like i'm, I'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be a dad like, you're gonna be a yeah. dad and then like essentially that's how he dies like giving him his blessings to be with his woman now you know and also to father his son <laughs> like the, and it was just like that's oh rough, my man. gosh yeah dude. that's a tough hand <laughs> that is dude and then they they named the kid danny, danny. Yeah, yeah. you're just like oh little yeah, guy like, in, in honor of his dad <laughs> like his biological dad yeah, like his dude. best friend and that's a great movie yeah man so for me that one i remember watching it as a middle schooler thinking oh my gosh this is emotional <laughs> so yeah man that for me my top death like, number three on on this list is is danny from from Pearl Harbor. So, um, Tim, I think you're up, man. Let's uh, let's get your number four. <laughs> All right. So these these last two are a little uh, near and dear to my heart here. Okay. Uh, this one, number four, is from Star Trek. Okay. It's Into Darkness. Yes. All right. So uh, the the Enterprise is having some problems. They're being pulled into the Earth's atmosphere. Uh-huh. Uh, they just kind of battled. Battled it out with Khan, yes. which is an awesome bad guy name, <laughs> just so you know. Um, so they battled it out with him. I don't know if uh, all the listeners kind of know this might date me, 
Um, but there's, you know, the original Star Trek, all those movies with yeah. Captain Kirk, you know, and then this is kind of like a, they did a time shift. Yeah. They kind of did it back in time and Nero and all that in yeah, the first yeah, Star yeah. Trek. And so, so I bring that up because in this one, in Inner Darkness, Captain Kirk has to go in there and put the nuclear reactor back online physically and he doesn't have the time or they don't have the resources or whatever to put on protective suit yeah, or to yeah. lower the levels of radiation. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to go in there. And if he doesn't uh, do it, they all die. They're all going to crash into mm-hmm. the earth and then they're, they're gone. So he has to go in there. He has to fix it. Um, and Spock is is over there talking to the first Spock yeah. <laughs> from like back in the day because yeah. you know the whole time shift thing I yeah, know yeah, yeah. and uh, he's talking to him about Khan and he's telling him how did you defeat him the first time and he says at great cost yeah and what he's talking about is in the first one back back in the day mm-hmm. uh, it's called the Wrath of Khan and in that one actually Spock is the one that goes into the radiation. Yeah. And in the inner darkness, they kind of mirrored it. So it was kind of like an ode to Star Trek from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's special to me because, like, my dad, his favorite thing was Star Trek. Yeah. And so in the first one, uh, Spock is the one that goes in there. And you can't save him. You can't go in after him. And so he's he's in there. He's just dying. And then, you know, Captain Kirk has to come in there. And they do... <laughs> They do the whole hands on the glass thing, yeah. which is actually really sad and yeah. emotional at the time. Yeah. And I talk about it right now, it sounds kind of corny. And che- but, a little cheesy, but yeah, if, like, but like, it, if yeah. you're into the movie, you're sitting there like, it's really sad. And yeah. like, they just killed Spock. Yeah. But in this one, Into Darkness, this time they kill Captain Kirk. You're <laughs> yeah. like, he can't die. You can't <laughs> kill Captain Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. But like the whole time, you know, okay, well, he's in the radiation light. He's dead. Yeah. So you're kind of like trying to accept it as the movie's going on. And then obviously he uh, Spock gets all crazy mad <laughs> and <He> goes <laughs> and finds Khan and beats beats him down pretty good. Yeah. Um, with a little help, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. My dad rolled over in his grave this time when he saw Kirk die <laughs> when <laughs> when it was supposed to be Spock. But yeah. I just thought it was so cool the mirror that they did because I went back and watched again the yeah. original Wrath of Khan and it was pretty similar and it was really cool how they were both kind of mirroring that situation and, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't the exact same wasn't shot for shot but it was it was pretty cool and so it was pretty emotional for me just being a star trek lover and my family all being into that yeah we kind of talked about this uh i, I kept rem- i can't remember a few episodes ago but i'm not a big star trek fan like i'm a star wars guy but mm-hmm. i appreciate those jj abrams movies yeah um and so for me, save the girl, bro. You got to Yeah, <laughs> JJ taught me so many different things. I wish I could meet him one day. Um, but I, from that movie into darkness, like I never, I never, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, like I didn't get the yeah, history I, of it, or like the the mirroring, the not little nod to the other older Star Trek movies. Yeah. Like it's it's another one of those like like you would never expect them to kill Captain Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. He's just, Captain Kirk. Yeah, he's, he's Captain been around Kirk, like forever. He's, his yeah. na- typically, I feel like with movies, if they're Faces on the cover of the movie, <laughs> they're safe. You can't bump them off. <laughs> like, so it's got to be there. To then, you know, have Captain Kirk die for that is definitely yeah. it hits you right yeah. in, again, yeah. right in the feels. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a, that's a that's a tough one for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so that's your number number four. Uh, I think I'll go, Cody. I'll go after uh, you, sir. Thanks, man. I'll, uh, so for my number four, uh, death. Um, it's from a a Batman movie, and it's actually from the second. Uh, of the Christopher Nolan trilogy, 
and it's from the dark night and the person who dies is is Rachel and so who's played by Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal and that death really I I didn't see coming at all um has she died in any other like comics I don't, anything yeah, I don't think I, she's a character that's ever I, yeah and I what's crazy about that is the way the scene was set up is I thought that they were both going to be saved. So right. what's happening is it, maybe it's a little nod to that Jason Todd death scene. I don't know why I just now pieced this together. But um, so Rachel is actually in a building, you know, with an explosive set up, you know, a timer. And she's to a chair and, you know, tied up to a chair. And then so she's in one location. And then uh, Harvey Dent is in another location with explosives set up, you know, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, the the time is click, you know, is taking for him as well. Um, and essentially, the Joker gives. It's so he's so crazy, man. The Joker gives the address to Batman, yeah. where Rachel is, and where Harvey Dent is, um, and so. He goes off and Commissioner Gordon says, who are you going after? He goes, I'm going to go get Rachel. So then he, so Commissioner Gordon and his squad went to go get Harvey Dent. Um, But Batman gets there and he gets to the warehouse and it's actually, that's where Harvey Dent is being locked. Joker played him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. It was already messed up. He made him pick. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, between the, the girl and the other hero. Yeah, and so he had to pick between those two people, and then he gave him purposely the wrong address. The wrong address. And so he went and he saved Harvey Dent, and Commissioner Gordon, his unit, didn't get there in time to save Rachel, and she dies. She ends up dying, and so. It's such a big hit because why it messes me up and why it kind of bothers me as as much as it does is because Bruce Wayne thinks that before, never really finds out that Rachel, until the third one, if I'm not mistaken, but Batman doesn't find out and Bruce Wayne doesn't think that... um, he thinks that him and Rachel will still be able to be together. Yeah, and to his, he really thinks that if he sets up Harvey Dent to be the the white this white knight mm-hmm. where Gotham doesn't need Batman anymore, he really thinks that Rachel's going to leave Harvey Dent and be with Bruce Wayne, be with him. And so he's left and he suffered this huge loss, someone that he loves so much and cares for. And then he also has to deal with the the fact that he thinks that they would have lived happily ever after. Yeah. You know, he would she would have walked away from Harvey Dent. And go back to him, and so it just sucks. Like to kind of be in that that um, situation, in that position, thinking that your girl died, but then thinking you guys are so close to getting back together. I can't even fathom what that what I would think, what I'd be going through, and so you'd always be questioning yourself because you got played by the Joker. Yeah, because it's like you should have thought he's kind of trying to mess with my mind. Like yeah. maybe I should rethink how I strategize going after who. And that was such a huge like I never I didn't see that coming. Like yeah. I don't know who was exactly because it never she sword. never dies in any other. Like Gwen Stacy yeah. she dies in yeah. the story. You know it's coming, but you don't see this. Yeah. And then also like the whole swap like that was. As crazy, I mean, it's yeah. absolutely as madness. simplistic as it is. It's it, like it's madness. It's absolutely it's crazy. Like right, because you so would think up. that he's trying to force Batman to choose, but then why swap him? Because yeah. then you don't know what but, he was trying to pick. Like, what <laughs> what but, if he thinks? The, yeah, the the big thing isn't that uh, to me. I to, again, my understanding, my thought on this is, isn't 
the issue isn't that he has to pick. I, I, the, to me, I think the Joker is messing with Batman so much that he's going to give him the wrong address. So that way the Joker can hit Batman where it hurts the most. So he gives him the wrong address. That way, whichever one he chooses is the one that he wants the most to, to save. But since he gave him the wrong address, essentially he's not going to be able to save the one that he wants to save the most. It's like it's, it's just the Joker knows yeah. that Batman can only Batman can make it to either to, one, yeah, whichever right. one he goes to. And so he's yeah. like to hit. So the challenge is, isn't can you make it in time? The challenge is, you know what you're wanted, you're gonna save one over the other. So I'm gonna swap the locations. That way you don't even if you make it in time. I'm so you're not messed gonna, up, yeah, by you're the Joker, because <laughs> he's just killing both. Why just killing both? You'd be great. Yeah. You have a great and then situation. More and then the again. I know we're kind of going along in this particular pick, but the beauty of the story arc that he uses the Joker uses that to tip to tip Harvey Dent over to the other side <laughs> to become yeah. That which was wasn't super, his plan. Yeah, he was kinda, totally it, going from the way the story was. He would have been totally okay with Harvey Dent going up in smoke. Yeah, right. but he he's uh, Harvey's alive. Well, might as well just. Push him over into yeah. the madness. Bring him down to his level. Yeah. You know, so it's so it's so crazy. So for me, my number four uh, is Rachel from The Dark Knight. Cody, how about you, man? My number four uh, also comes from Batman. Okay. It comes from Batman Arkham City. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the video game. Okay. And so that game, coming off of Arkham Asylum, yeah. we see that Joker is dying. And throughout the game, he has this virus uh, that's it's killing him rather quickly. And he infects Batman. Batman gets a cure made, you know, because he's Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and so we see at the end of the at the end of the game, it's everything's kind of come to a head, and Batman has the cure. Joker's trying to get it from him essentially, uh, and it falls and it breaks. The vial that has the cure breaks all over the floor, and Joker's you know then unable to to cure him. And I actually have have what Batman says to Joker in the exchange that they kind of have. Uh, Batman says, "You want to know something funny." Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you. And then Joker, he's laughing and co- he laughs and he coughs and he says, that actually is pretty funny. And then he's, he, as he continues laughing and he ultimately dies there. And yeah. I know it's probably weird that I'm saying this is sucks that this villain died, but you're right, Cody. It is a little weird. <laughs> after talking about how he killed he Rachel. Up, yeah. how he killed J- Rachel. Jason got psycho. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you're perfectly safe. <laughs> so Keep on with, with Joker's death here, it's it's crazy to me because the ex- again that exchange that he has with Batman there, like before that, Batman says something to the effect of like even after all the people, like it's always the same. You you break out, I stop you. You break out, kill people, I stop you. And that's ultimately like Batman's like realizing that this is kind of the cycle that they've been on. And then for Batman to say you want to know something funny, like say. De- Pulling a page out of Joker's book. Yeah. But we see that that ultimately has a huge effect on Batman as Batman carries Joker's body yeah. out of the, you know, out of Arkham City, lifeless. Uh, and we see Harley Quinn's there getting torn up that he's dead. We see that uh, in some DLC for the for that game that Robin is having to go into Arkham City to take care of a situation because Batman's out of like nowhere nowhere to be found and so ultimately batman of course shows up in that but we see at first like this is you know right after and batman's unable kind of to deal with it because of that relationship that they have uh that batman and joker have which i think is 
to what Batman Ark like the Arkham games did so well. Yeah, uh, to illustrate. Yeah, man, that it is. It's crazy. Like even we kind of see a little side of Batman, like, even in the death of his arch nemesis, like the Joker. It still has an effect on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah, Batman right. rule, like even his rule, like you know he doesn't use guns and he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't kill. kill yeah, doesn't, yeah. So even in that, it kind of messes up his. It breaks that rule for him that that he this villain had to die. So, um, so yeah, man. Okay, so that's your, your number four. The Joker. that's my number four. Yeah. Joker's death in Batman Arkham City. All right. So this is the final round, Tim. Final round. Let's hear number five. All right. So this one you've already heard a little bit about because of the uh, thing we did at the beginning, icebreaker. Okay. Is my dude Professor X in in a Last Stand from X Men? <laughs> yes. So this one, this one was so ridiculous because like I literally went through like the five stages of grief <laughs> <laughs> as this is happening because uh, you got you got Jean there, okay, mm-hmm. yes. and Professor X and Magneto are trying to convince her to swing this way or that way because yeah. she's now the, the most Phoenix. powerful. <laughs> yeah, she's stinking Phoenix. She's yeah. the most powerful being on Earth. And uh, they're trying to convince her how she should use those powers. And obviously, Magneto wants to use power for power. And yeah. and um, Professor X is trying to make sure that she can control it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she can't. And so, uh, he is in her head and she gets all mad about it. <laughs> like, so, really mad about like, it. Like, really mad. Like, really mad. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so, I mean, she can control everything. He is now being lifted out of his... His chair, his wheelchair, his wheelchair. <laughs> Dude's in a wheelchair. Leave him alone, all right? He's not posing you a threat. All right, what's the deal? And and like Magneto's kind of just letting it happen. Like, oh, she's she's upset at you, bro. Why don't you chill out? Because he's he's like Charles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's picked up, and literally Wolverine just got done like battering, battling Juggernaut or yeah, whatever, and yeah. he's literally. Uh, like up on the ceiling, yeah. clawing his way across the ceiling to see what's going on in the other room. He doesn't. He doesn't know what's up. He just knows there's something going down. Yeah. And then it just happens. He opens the door. He sees the professor. The professor says like one last thing to her. Says like, uh, "Don't let it control you." Yeah. That's what he said. And she didn't listen. <laughs> and, and at this point, even his enemy, Magneto, goes, Gene, like, yeah. don't do yeah, it. Because yeah. this really yeah. is his best because friend. Because they're buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like you, you have that dynamic into it. And then you have this good guy who is about to rip her uh, predecessor, you know, her mentor yeah. to pieces. Yeah. The mirror breaks, slow motion. He looks at Wolverine. Wolverine's just like in that first stage of grief which is denial (laughs) (laughs) which is denial i got him right here hold on and and then the mirror just wipes him out yeah and you're just like that didn't just happen like they just you can't kill professor x like Uh okay you killed cyclops earlier but what this professor x you can't kill him (laughs) this is the last stand this is the last x-men movie is this the last one he's dead he's gone so you go immediately to anger which is the second stage (laughs) this is the second stage of the grief there and then of course you go into bargaining depression and acceptance. <laughs> and that all kind of played out when I was sitting there watching my dude. Like, I just want to go have coffee with him. And he could read my mind. And now he's gone, bro. And I'm so angry and then depressed. And now I just kind of have to accept it. She let it control her, bro. Yeah, she did. That, I can't do that. I remember watching that in the movie theater. I actually, and I went with a big group of people. And there was this girl behind me. And she was gasping the whole time. <gasps> no. But they, what? She can't. Oh, my gosh. She, she was in denial, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> that first stage, stage one. Yeah. But she was just, I just remember hearing because it was crazy in that movie. A few really important characters died in that. Yeah. It died in that movie, and so she kept on gasping a lot. And so I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Okay. Uh, so all right. So Tim, that's your number five. Yeah, Professor X, final stand. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, Cody, how about you, man? What's your number five? My number five comes from Harry Potter uh, as well. This one, more more so from the movies, uh, but it's Harry Potter 7, okay. part 1. Okay. Uh, so, Deathly Hallows, part 1. And it is Dobby's death. Yes. Dobby, the house elf. Mm. Yes. He is a free elf. He is, man. And we see him show up when Harry and Ron and Hermione kind of need him most. Yep. And he ultimately gets them to safety. But as he goes to uh, apparate you know, them all the way and all to safety... Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange throws a dagger towards them, and ultimately it gets caught up in the in their you know teleporting, and so it stabs Dobby. They they make it to where they're going, yeah, uh, but it's too late for him, and he's yeah. he's now bleeding out, and Harry's there crying, you know, holding the body, wreck, yeah, holding yeah. hold like holding Dobby, like saying no, it's gonna be okay, and he's he's yelling out to Hermione. Asking her, like, is there something in your bag? You know, because she's got the, like, bag that never ends, you know. Yeah. It's a, like, <laughs> extension charm. But he's, he's, like, wanting anything. Like, there's got to be some... He's thinking there's got to be some way that we can save Dobby with all this magic and everything. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, ultimately, there's not. And I think, the, I think the reason it's so emotional for me is because Dobby sacrifices himself. Like, that sacrifice is huge. And Dobby's totally okay with it. And Dobby, we saw him show up multiple times throughout the movies, but he always showed up when Harry kind of needed him most. Yeah. And we always showed up when to to save Harry Potter, and that was kind of like his in his mind that was his his sole his sole ambition uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Which, and I I think I have more love for Dobby also just from reading the books because he shows up even more in the books. But then from there we see that Harry says like we have to bury him properly. Uh, without magic and so meaning that they're gonna actually like dig the grave and everything like that but yeah i remember watching that in the in the theater and i'm not a harry potter fan i I haven't read the books actually i just i've only read the first one but i've seen all the movies and i even then in the movie theater i remember thinking like this is a big deal (laughs) like i I may not fully grasp you know the the full meaning of this character and like you know from the books and everything but i remember thinking yeah, this is like yeah, dude. A lot of people love those books. Man. Yeah, yeah. Because whenever I had mine set, I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm interested, and so I googled like top five sci-fi or whatever. Yeah, deaths, yeah. And he was at the top of a lot of he lists, was, dude. He, really he was, was at the top of yeah. a lot of lists. So that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. So I was, I, yeah, I totally even not reading the books or even being like, the biggest Harry Potter fan. Like, yeah, I can totally see why that's a that's a big hit. So, uh, so Cody, you're, you're number five, Dobby. The house elf. Gotcha, man. Uh, for me, my number five, uh, my last death comes from Daredevil, um, either from the TV show on Netflix or the first Dare, the, the only Daredevil movie, um, and that's Jack Murdock, and that is uh, Daredevil's dad. So Matt Murdock, that's Daredevil. Um, but uh, when he was a kid, when he the accident first happened, that you know caused him to be blind, and then. Gave him his superpowers and all that, you know, his supernatural gifts. Um, at the time, you know, he was being raised by his dad, you know, Jack Murdoch, who was a boxer. And he was essentially, he was a dirty boxer. He 
was you know he kind of worked for like a gang like a mafia um and he would beat up people to collect money for for you know mob bosses and things like that um but he was since he was a fighter he was since he was a boxer he was able to you know really if the you know the mafia was betting on the other fighter you know he can lose the match on purpose yeah he would throw the match and so he was a dirty boxer but when this accident happened to his son it kind of you know realigned everything and everything that really should have been important to him up to that point really wasn't and so ever since the 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 accident to his son it kind of shifted everything around properly and so he was getting back in good good shape and he was really making his way up the the ranks you know in boxing and his class his vision and all that stuff and then he gets approached by the you know mafia to kind of throw the match his upcoming match and he he doesn't he's like you know i'm i'm fighting now for my son like he's like right. he wants to be that man that hero for his son um essentially and so because he didn't do that they they just kill him they just straight up kill him and and every, in the movie and in the tv show somehow um matt murdock when he's a still young boy somehow he's still like he's really near like the arena or where it happened or whatever that he always comes up to his his dad's body like i don't know why like the security the cops the police why they don't why they don't do a good enough job <laughs> and like block there's that. a dead body over yeah. there let's let this 10 year old go it's, check it out exactly so every time <laughs> exactly so in the movie and also in the tv show we see matt murdoch you know go and he sees he doesn't really see because he's blind but the way he right. can see with his senses with the other four senses now He's, he knows that it's his dad. And so it just sucks. His dad was trying to do things right. The, you know, he was trying to change his life around and um, be a, the example and the model for his son. And unfortunately, his, and I, I his think path that's, comes back. Yeah, that's ultimately the the starting point for what sets Daryl, sets Matt Murdock yeah. towards be, becoming the daredevil. Yeah. And we can see, like, in, and I think they do a good job, even in the movie. I know a lot of people don't like the movie, but in the movie, but also in the Netflix TV show, like, that's a really big, important aspect to the character. And yeah. they, I think they do a good job in both the movie and the TV show in portraying that. So Yeah, because you could take that example from his dad, that he basically kind of died for what he believed in. Yeah. Instead of feeling like, oh, my dad died and it was my fault. Yeah. He can just be like, okay, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to be that kind of man. Yeah. And so that's I think that's big for his character. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So um but yeah, so that's our top 5. So we we went through all of them. Unfortunately, we made it through. You know, we made we made it through talking about these death 15 deaths. It's rough. <laughs> uh, it's tough. Um but that's our episode. So um let us know what you guys think, you know, let us know we you know what deaths in pop culture and geek culture really hit you guys hard uh you can let us know on social media on twitter and on instagram uh you can do that at heroes underscore and um and also you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash uh heroes and or if you old-fashioned way you want to send us an email you can do that at heroes and podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe rate and review our episodes as much as you can do that uh we would genuinely appreciate it and also, I just want to give a big thanks to Tim. Thanks a lot, Tim, for being on the episode. Really appreciate your input. Absolutely. And yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm really glad you were a part of this. But that is our episode, Heroes and Top 5 Deaths. I'm Cody. I'm Tim. And I'm Andy. And let's just take a moment of silence for those that we lost. And, and we're, we're out. out.